Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special episode of How Good Was It? Normally, the premise of our show is to revisit older movies from our youth, could be before, could be after, but it's sort of a retro thing with us and that's basically what we've been concentrating on for our first batch of episodes. But for this one, we decided to try something a little different. We recently aired our Temple of Doom episode, which was a lot of fun. And we did that specifically to coincide with the release of this final installment, or at least it may be the final God, installment. I hope so. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows of the Indiana Jones franchise? That being Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Get back. Gotta get there first. I can't do that! You wanna stop for a little lie down? Helena! Turn left! Turn left! Indy, listen to me, no! I ain't no change here! Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, rated PG 13. Or, as Joe AP prefers to call it, the Diary of Destiny. <laughs> um, there was, was a glitch. <laughs> that was a glitch. It's okay. I love your glitches. And in, you know, in going with kind of running things a little differently for this episode, I'm going to introduce Joe AP first. Hello, Joe AP. Hello, guys. Hello, June. And June. <laughs> June. Yeah, I think you said plural, but okay. Yeah. It's okay. I, I, listen, I could be more than one yeah. June for this. Yeah. And, yeah. Hi, Joe. Thanks, thanks hey, for saying hey. hi to me too. Hey, Scott. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Joe. That other voice, that Caucasian voice you hear on the other <laughs> side, is the man with the plan himself, the master of facts and figures, Scott. Hey, what's Scott. going on, June? So here we go. Here we go with our special Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny review. And oh, those yeah. questions that are lingering, I'm sure on everybody in the listening audience's minds. Is this a worthy sequel? Can you call a fourth conclusion? Or fifth conclusion is it to a the saga? Yeah. Is it a worthy conclusion to this franchise? Does it hold up? Is it the right way to send Harrison Ford off into the sunset as per this franchise? <laughs> I'm not going to answer those questions right now because then you're not going to listen to the rest of the episode. So oh, you're yeah. going to have to wait for our verdict until we dive deep and let us just begin let's just throw ourselves well, no? again no but uh, you know i this is this is a, a big day for us all three of us actually went into a movie theater two of us together you know june in new york by himself joe <laughs> joe and i went to go see a, a noon movie on a sunday and uh you know it's uh, not often that we all got to go see the same movie the same day Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, June, what was the last movie you actually saw in the theater? My goodness. I was just telling my wife today, the last time I was in a movie theater was for the last Doctor Strange movie, Multi oh, Multiverse of year. Madness. Maybe last year. Was it last, last year two years ago? It was kind of like early it last year. Last year, year. Yeah. 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 Maybe summer or, or spring last year. And as I've, you know, as I've said before in previous episodes, um, the, the fellas, they're in the Tampa Bay, Florida area, but I'm in New York City. So... The movie-going experience can be a little different here. Ironically enough, though, I, I, you know, as I'm walking into the theater, 
I said, all right, let me get ready for the shit fest that usually ensues in a New York City theater. And that wasn't the case. There was like 10 other people in the theater. And I was well, like, only the elderly cool. are seeing this movie. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody under the age of 40 is seeing this movie. Unless they're dragged um, there. Yeah. And, and that's why I was there. I am one of those elders. <laughs> As you can tell, at least, by the at least in a theater, that's what it looks like. No, I, I would think any theater. I mean, really, what does what a 20 something year old know about Indiana Jones? The last movie was, I think, 2006 was uh, uh, was a kingdom of whatever skull. it was. Yeah, the Crystal Skull. Crystal yeah. Skull. And, uh, and that point. was a flop. So, uh, yeah, kids and kids don't know anything about this movie. Mm. Yeah, they probably think it's like Indiana Jones. What's that, like a breakfast cereal or something? Yeah. Like they, they don't know. So June, where do you go see the uh, movie in 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 Queens? Uh, you yeah. guys? Well, I try to avoid Manhattan as much as possible, seeing as how I work. My day job is in Manhattan, so I'm in and out of Manhattan. I go to work, I come home, and that's it. I, you know, my younger nightlife days are over, <laughs> long over and done. And as a result, I try to stay in Queens. I live in Queens. I live in a pretty nice neighborhood in Queens, actually. And one of our neighboring uh, sections of Queens is called Astoria. And there's a local theater there that I'm actually able to walk to. We we were lazy. We took an Uber, though. It's too hot for that shit. But um, it's an Astoria Kaufman Theater, I believe it's called. And it's actually a very decent, theater, uh, ugh, very decent theater. It's clean. It's people are usually quiet. It's usually locals. So um, it's usually a pleasant enough experience to watch a movie there. Yeah. So, okay. And what about for you guys? I mean, where, where do you guys Wait, go? so you see that there's a recliner that you could lay flat like a first class flight? Hey, listen, listen, you don't you don't you don't need to show off. <laughs> oh, okay? wow. we, we have leather you don't recliners need to show off. in ours. And man, this yeah, is I, I think know. Nicole Kidman tucked me in before the movie started. <laughs> you, you got you got scantily clad women coming and bringing you beers and shit, all that kind of shit. I know you don't have to brag. OK, I'm just lucky and fortunate enough. I'm happy when I get just a clean theater with quiet audience. No gum That's on all the I can seat. Ask for. Exactly. No yeah. gum. No questionable. When he got shot today, it was it was a nice, it was a good <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's all I can hope for, and that's what I got today. I gotta say, it was actually, you know, that being said though, like I said, literally, there was just about ten people in my theater. Without fail, there has to be one asshole who can't shut the f up. Uh, so I mean, but it wasn't. A ruining thing it didn't spoil he was he kept talking now and then but he was quiet enough and and it's funny on our way out for the next showing uh there were more people coming in to watch the movie and among them was a family with like a one-year-old and oh, we were no. like holy shit we dodged a bullet well, by coming probably, the movie will help the kids sleep so it's fine uh, <laughs> and uh you know and the the old guy and the, the guy that was talking in your theater most likely his hearing aid wasn't working so probably, probably <laughs> needed some help here's to you mr hearing aid. <laughs> so scott what's the story yeah. that you want to tell us about the no, well experience? okay all right. So Joe and I, we, we've been debating about movie times last couple of days. We were supposed to see it yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, I backed out on it. Um, uh, today we were, we, we decided to go see it at 1230 today. And, uh, you know, Joe, Joe showed up exactly at 1230, gave me, gave me a lot of stress, like waiting, waiting for him, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Punctual, Scott. Punctual. So yeah, we get there, we get our popcorns, we get our sodas, we get them, we get our seats just when the first, when the first preview starting so it, it, that's fine we're, we're, we're good you know these are assigned seats where we're at you know you yes. pay for your, your seat ahead of time 
get down. We're getting through the, the uh, previews. Joe AP decides to pick up his large soda, spill it all over himself. You know, the movie hasn't even started yet. S- soda everywhere. <laughs> and Joe's trying to clean it up, knocks the popcorn bucket <laughs> onto my lap. So I have popcorn all over me. Uh, this is how my movie my movie experience started today, June. It, but you know that this is the first time I ever get like large popcorn, large drinks, guy, because they were too expensive. <laughs> you were excited, yeah, no, no. So I was like, "This is huge, it's a treat." Daddy so got Scott, me a treat. Scott got a, got, you have a membership, right? That, uh, AMC Stubs. So we didn't, we, uh, June. We didn't even get in line. We just walk up to the to the uh, the, the cashier and demand a popcorn and large coke. Yes. Caucasian male privilege white privilege you got it yeah the cashier started to talk back to me and I slapped her because I'm allowed to because I'm a stubs (laughs) member don't don't edit out (laughs) but that was yeah the the drink was okay that's that was just the beginning the drink was so huge that I spilled it right I was Mm -hmm. already already halfway into the drink so I had to go get another drink so that came afterward I had to use the restroom two times which caused me to miss the ending of the movie. My 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 fourteen year old nephew, who I normally take to movies, has better bladder control and control of his drink than Joe does. Hey, I'm old. <laughs> my bladder control it's it's part of my issue now. That's part of the old age. Yeah. Well, wait. Well, speaking of waiting to the last minute to get going to watch the movie, uh, before we left, you know, um, my wife, it, it was a necessity to finish watching the latest episode of RuPaul. So we were like, I'm like, by the door, I'm like, listen, this uh, final dance off on RuPaul needs to happen really quick because I don't want to be late for this movie. And uh, at least she went with time. you. Neither of our girlfriends would go see this movie with us. <laughs> yeah, now, 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 they're, they're both now, like, would that, would that be because you brought, didn't bother asking them? No, I, we both asked. Oh, man, we asked. But I, I don't I'm pretty sure Mary hasn't seen any of them. She watched a little bit of of the last movie with me. And I, I don't know if she's seen the other ones. How about L? How's L? I, I told yeah. Elle, I'm going to go see Indiana Jones. Do you want to come? She go first. She said yes, but she go. Um, what's it about? Uh, and I said we did a review that she. No, she wasn't. Even, oh, has L listened to the podcast? No. Oh, it's okay. And uh, my wife doesn't listen to anything. I do. She hasn't listened to any of the podcasts. No. Nada. Oh wow, no. Mary wins. I thought she was going to lose. She she's listened to half of one. So. Oh. <laughs> So wow, I'm thank you, the winner. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. At least you made it that far. No, I'll, I'll show my wife like the 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 clips or like the promos and that you know it's you know there's no attention span there for this kind of shit. You know she's like whatever, go do your we're, we're boomer the, reviews. They're not our target audience. No, no, not at all. But um, well, that all being said and covered, how about we dive into Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? You guys want to go for it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Does anybody want to start? Are we gonna are we gonna do what we usually do and dive into the plot, or are we gonna? Yeah, just go yeah. Into... Was, maybe we should do some spoiler alerts. So anyone at home who's listening who hasn't seen the movie yet and doesn't want to be spoiled, uh, you might want to cut out now. Uh, yes, yeah, I, yes. I don't know if there's anything after we're done reviewing this, so you might want to just just cut out now, watch it, and come back and listen. Or if you don't care, eh, 
listen away. Yeah, I mean, it might not be as accurate. So we might just confuse you even it. more. Yeah. So yeah, as anyone who listened to the show, they know. You know yeah. <laughs> we're not always on the ball. We yeah. do the best we can with a little bit of memory cells we have left in our brain. But we, you know, we only saw it like eight hours ago. So yeah, you have to you have to give us a break, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so whatever stuck, stuck. We're gonna find out now. Spoiler freaking alert okay yes. don't say we didn't warn you i don't want to hear no shit <laughs> all right so away we go with dial of destiny who wants to start this off i can start us off yes thank you all right so uh yeah i'll, I'll take the best portion of the movie the first 20 minutes all mm -hmm. right so the movie opens up with uh uh someone being dragged in in a nazi uniform with a bag over his head being dragged into it looks like some kind of castle you know, kind of dragging through the scene, you hear the intro music, and lo and behold, they take the, the bag off, and it's Harrison Ford, a de-aged Harrison Ford. Mm. So apparently this takes place as, as uh, the Germans are falling in World War uh, II, which, I don't know, 43? I think for, 1943? Mm. Uh, yeah, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry about, about our, our poor education. That's to the end of it already, though. Yeah, yeah, near the end, yeah. That sounds... That sounds about right. The World War II yeah. ended around 45, I think. So Had you noticed that? Though, 44, even though December face, 44. Oh, his sorry. face looked young, but he moves like an old man. Well, yeah. So the <laughs> it's... Well, it, to me, this whole beginning of the movie is so CGI. The only thing that's not CGI is like Toby Jones and the, the Nazi actors. Because uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Mads Mikkelsen, they're, they're totally like CGI. Like their face is like on something and... And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so let's get into it. So, yeah, they, they're the Nazis are looking for something. They're going through all this uh, uh, ransacking this castle, trying to find uh, a spear of some kind. What was it? What they call it? The Lance of something? The Lance uh, Longevity or Longinist? Longinist. I, I don't think that's a word, but I don't think I don't think I know the answer either. So you're, you're 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 getting the pronunciation wrong, but you're on the right track, and you're a lot closer than I would have ever gotten. Lens of Longinus. 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 I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Vaginus. Whatever, whatever. Whatever you say. Okay. So so yeah, they're looking for a lance, the lance that supposedly stabbed Jesus. And so it's supposed to have some kind of magical power. So for some reason, Hitler really, really wants this. It's supposed to be yield some kind of great power to it mm -hmm. so the nazis are digging it harrison ford obviously was looking for it too indiana jones was looking for it but he's been captured his friend uh played by toby jones i don't remember some professor he he is outside in the forest like watching all this from there the nazis are asking harrison ford you know what why do you want this and he's basically doing his i hate nazis go to hell and so the 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 nazis uh did they find it? Yeah, they did find it. Yeah, they, they found they found the lance. Mm -hmm. And then they uh they decided to hang Harrison Ford. So they mm -hmm. they hang him up from the rafters. And uh just as he's starting to be hung, uh a bomb, an American bomb drops through the castle ceiling, implants in the floor, and then slowly sinks down, drops a few floors, goes yeah. off. All the Nazis are blown up except for you know Harrison Ford is is hang, hanging from the top. That's what saved his life. Yes, yeah, normally, yeah. That's what normally mm -hmm. bombs do save people's lives, so it makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it blow yeah. everything else blows up except for you know Harrison Ford, who's who's hanging himself at the same time. But yeah, yeah you know. one 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 of the many tropes in these Indiana Jones films is that half the shit 
that happens that he manages to get out of. It's usually <laughs> circumstance and chance. Yeah. It's, it's it's blind luck, really. Yeah. So, I mean, this was definitely one of those. Uh, well, did you guys see the last movie le- recently, the Crystal Skull one? I haven't seen it since it came out. I saw it in the theater. That's yeah, I've I, I rewatched it. I totally forgot. There's a scene in the beginning where oh, an A-bomb goes off. Yeah, and he gets into the refrigerator and gets blown like about a half a mile away and then just crawls out of the refrigerator and he's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, that that scene got a lot of shit from, from <laughs> the audience, I remember. Uh, yeah. I yeah. had totally forgot that scene, too. Uh, when I saw it, it was like brand new to me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. But So anyway, next... <laughs> So yeah, so next he's um you know Harrison Ford, his friend, the the other uh, archaeologist gets captured. Harrison Ford's free, but now this guy is getting put on a train with the with the lands. And this is where you meet uh Mads Mickelson, who's playing the the main Nazi villain, some kind of Nazi uh scientist or you know, rocket uh scientist, uh, I believe is what literally he, what a lock, he, rocket scientist. Yeah, yeah, literally a rocket mm. scientist is on the on the plane and he kind of knows right away that uh you know the this yeah he's he's really into getting the spear for hitler you know the mm-hmm. the, the main nazi in charge is not so much you know he just wants to go get it back to hitler harrison ford chases him down gets on gets onto the train super bad cgi you know he like he gets onto the train was he riding a is this when he was riding the horse um, this was no 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 no, no. no. The, the horse came in later this a motorcycle. in new york city but there was one there, there was one scene in particular when they were on, on top of the train and the, he's like where there was one little split second scene and it he's was a runaway shot when he's yes. jumping from one car to the other. Yeah. And I was like, did, did they even bother to try to make this believable? It, yes. it, it, it was like the worst special effect I've ever seen in any one hundred percent CGI in that part. I, I noticed that too, June. That, that, that when he was running up the on, on top of the train, yes. it, mm-hmm. it looks so bad. The cartoon yeah. is part of it. My wife and I just looked at each other like, did you see that? Can you believe this shit? But yeah. Uh, you know, in the, the initial uh scene where they took the uh bag off of his head first mm-hmm. when that first the first time you see his face, I'm like, oh man, they did a good job of the CGI. But then the more that like he started talking and he would do like kind of some facial expressions, I'd be like, oh, that is not a human facial expression. <laughs> yes. You no, know, it's not. Yes. It's uh, it's there's off. It's off by a little bit. That's a very good point. Those scenes. OK, during the scene and when they were close up on his face and with the whole de-aging technology, it only really worked when he wasn't talking. Yeah. It, 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 as soon as he starts moving his face and, and mm-hmm. his lips and making expressions, it that just went out the window. But yeah, what can you do? Yeah. 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 So he goes and he's uh, he you know, he finally gets inside the train. He you know fights a bunch of Nazis. He gets the he finds the lance, realizes the lance is a total fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by now, the 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 one Nazi played by Mads Mikkelsen, you know, realizes that you don't worry about the, that. We have the Dial of Destiny, whatever they call it. There's a different name for it. Actually, honestly, I don't think they use the name Dial of Destiny at all in this movie, right? No, I didn't it, hear yeah, that. Yeah, the, there's a, some, a different name for this thing, and it's some long, complicated name which I don't remember. Our, it's some Arch- Archimedes device. Yeah, but uh, we'll, what, what we'll they stick call to that. It, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll get Archimedes. That's for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, some some kind of device that uh, you can somehow manipulate time with. It. You you can. You, it's something to do with maybe time travel or how to find they call fissures in time but is half of it and the the other half is missing so mm-hmm. right away the nazi realized no this is more important don't worry about the damn spear 
and so does Indiana Jones and his uh, his buddy both realize that this thing is way more important. They um, so yeah, what was I, the reason for the Dial of Destiny? It's just to go back to in the past and what I'm what was to... what does it do? I still don't understand what that in particular. As history uh, has piece. proven time and time again, people of science are naturally fucking assholes. They invent <laughs> shit. To just to disrupt, just to say, you know, it, that's what at least that's what it seems like. I shouldn't say that; it's a little harsh. You know, God knows uh, these are geniuses who who uh, you know make our lives better, right? By by providing us with 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 science that does the amazing shit. You know, we're, li- we're right now we're living in amazing times as far as technology, right? But at the same time, they come up with some foul shit too. Uh, so I mean, uh-huh. this this is right up there. This dial of destiny whatever you want to <laughs> hey, once again we'll call it dial destiny not call dial destiny in the movie yeah so yeah they yeah to make a long story short they, they fight a bunch of nazis they kill a bunch of nazis uh they're avoiding bombs from the americans dropping bombs at the train at the same time they they get it at the end they get the dial at the end you think the nazi mads mission you think he dies he gets hit by like a post and falls off the train so you, you assume that character dies that's the end of the first 20 minutes. You know, first 20 minutes, heavy CGI, mm-hmm. um, trying to make Harrison Ford seem like the old Indiana Jones, but just seems lifeless. Yeah. Again, these Indiana Jones films, they do have their own set of tropes. And yeah. this falls right into it, starting off with a big action sequence, Indiana Jones being in some kind of shit fest that he yeah. has to get out of within the first 10, 20 minutes of the movie. Yep. This is right along up there. You, you, it, with Indiana Jones, any movie, you hit the ground running. You know, he's already in the middle of something. And, yeah, uh, always start with chasing, right? There was yes, a chase. there's always a chase. He's yeah. normally like a prisoner or something at the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah, too. He's yeah. normally in trouble at the very mm-hmm. beginning. But yeah. remember, do you remember this? There was a scene before the train crashed. Uh, Matt Mickelson mm-hmm. got hit by some kind of... Uh, he was on the side of the train. Yeah, he got hit by like a post or something. So he did not die from that. <laughs> I guess not. The scar. No, no, but yeah, he looked he looked normal. <laughs> okay. Well, I I believe the insinuation was somehow he. Well, I don't. You know what? Let me leave that. Alone. Let's just go. <laughs> Let's just go. I'm not even gonna try to explain that shit. Let's just yeah. keep going. So yeah, they so, sal- did they salvage the uh, manage to save the dial destiny or the yeah because uh, Harrison Ford handed him something but it wasn't the dial he kept it he gave him something else and right, then the right. guy got hit by the post and fell off and mm-hmm. Harrison had it uh, Indiana Jones had it in his hand the whole time right uh, and then they jumped off a, a super high bridge into a river that looked like it was like three feet deep and <laughs> and survived so yeah okay yeah and high that bridge was high oh, really high really when high. they showed it at the end of the scene and they're yeah. going you know to meet the u.s allied forces and go home or whatever and i saw the height of the bridge i was like you know again it's indiana jones again yeah. you suspend your disbelief of in, anything in temple of doom he did jump out of the back of a plane on a raft okay i stand corrected <laughs> I, I should know better than to even mention that shit please carry on <laughs> oh no so joe why are you picking up from here so we'll, we go back so to this is this is back day now. The present day, right? Present back day, in, like, uh, 19, in the 60s. 69, because of the moon landing. Yeah, the moon okay, landing 69. just happened. Yeah, so he woke up in the middle of the apartment in Manhattan, like an old running down apartment. Now he's like completely old. Even even though I think that he looks old in, in this movie, I think that's not his uh, old face. No, I think there was still some de-aging going right, on Right, I think Probably. so. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of now back. He kind of bring him back to the age where he's now nearly retiring, 
uh, a professor at some university, probably Columbia, um, talking and, you know, go to school and go to class teaching. And this is when his goddaughter show up, Helena. And, oh, you remembered her class. name. Oh, wow, Joey P. Yeah, you're um, more on the ball than I was. I didn't even remember. I know, I know this is the character played by Phoebe Waller Bridges. Yes. Yeah. A, a sidetrack. Side I don't think she was a pretty. I don't, I don't, I mean, I think they're him and <laughs> Harrensford has very not a good chemistry Look, in the movie. I thought I, they I think, were gonna kiss, and that's his goddaughter, so I don't oh know. God. I thought they had decent chemistry. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think even so? consider that, and and you just took the movie to a weird detour there for me. Um, you know, there was a scene where I don't know if she called herself or someone called her beautiful or pretty, and all mm. I thought about was Joe AP and how I knew I know he's gonna bring up. She ain't that beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think she's. Uh, she doesn't look as. Yeah, I, I mean, if you compare to Bond's girl or like you know any kind of psychic for the agents. Uh, I, I know thrill. what you mean, Joey P. I, I know. Listen, it, it's not about being disparaging. She's by far. She is not a bad looking person or human being or woman. You know, oh, she's no, not. No. The the thing is that we're used to. You know, part again part of the tropes of these films and many other films is right. that they go for the glamour. They go for the, for the doll, for the, you yeah. know, for the, at least they didn't make her his love interest. You know, she's playing a yes. 30 year old character. Maybe yeah. that's, that was, yeah, that was the reason why they didn't pick a drop dead coaches one. Cause she's supposed to be to play as a, a stepdaughter. So, you know, yeah. a pervert like us doesn't want to root her <laughs> rooting for Harrison Ford. Hey, listen, I'm there. Right. I'm right there with you, brother. So yeah, but then uh, <laughs> she showed up in class. The, the class was has no energy. The student has no interest in 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 what's going on in class. They were more focused on the moon landing. Was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. And then she was in the back trying to you know uh, fulfill some of the question that Harris um, in the uh, Jones in the Jones was asking. Yeah. And then well, that's you know what when... I found interesting about that scene, Joe, was uh, do you remember the first movie? Uh, he's he's teaching class in the first movie. I think most most of them he's teaching class yeah, in the yeah. first movie. The class is really riveted, riveted by his conversation. But the women are like uh, like yeah. in love with him. The one They're girl like, yes, has, uh, yes, on, yes, yes. wrote on her eye on her uh, eye. Uh, what is it? Uh, I love you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah. On her eyelids. So uh, it, now he's an old man, and they could care less what this old man said. So it, it's I found that interesting. A sad twist of the movie, right? He's getting to retire. He's getting old. Nobody yeah. cares about him. Yeah, exactly. they don't find his story interesting. His wife anymore. left him. Yeah, his yeah. wife left. Him. It, it's almost depressing in a way. Yeah. Well, he, it's a complete turnaround of what we're used to seeing from the character. One right. one of the things I noticed the most about this film is. It checked all the boxes. I, you know, James Mangold. I think is, is it James Mangold who directed yes. this. Yeah, he wrote it. And wrote and directed it. Oh, he wrote it as well. I think okay. he wrote it as well. Yeah. I, I I don't doubt it. Um, if he did write it, he made sure. It's like I I can imagine that he had some kind of checklist as he's writing it because he made sure to touch upon some aspect of every movie that came before, mm -hmm. and to show like an opposite effect, so to speak. And that was one of them. I mean, we we revisit we revisit Indiana Jones in the late '60s, where he was a very bitter old guy, a borderline alcoholic. Yeah. Um. You know, it's like a complete turnaround from when we were introduced to this character in Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it, uh, this guy was one of four writers, which kind of maybe explains a lot about this movie. But yeah, uh, Mangold mm -hmm. was, was one of four writers for this movie. Okay. That's a good observation, Sky, because they set him off to be like out the door. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's all, he's had been kind of character in this, in this particular scene, you know, and then, and then at the end of the class, they, you know, they had a retirement for him and you know give him a clock yeah they can, <laughs> yeah they don't care this is so, yeah. some like token thing just take it so yeah, yeah so in in order for him to kind of like redeem himself he need to have one last adventure that's what happened after he so he left the school and ran into his goddaughter which at that time he didn't realize it was his god his goddaughter mm -hmm. and this is when she introduced herself and um he and for they... sure was about to pick her up right he, he, <laughs> he when she walked up to him he was he for sure was about to, to pick pick her up and uh -huh. then then she uh announced that it was his goddaughter and, mm. and he was not even sure are you sure are you sure? Because I'm about to hit on you. Yep. <laughs> but but yeah. So so what happened after that? I I I think I fall asleep. You blacked out. Oh, oh God. So, so, yeah, so no, June. It's it's your turn. <laughs> okay. So um, now okay. I'm gonna call her by the nickname. What was her nickname? Wombat. Oh, wombat. Oh, yeah, that's because yes. that's all I remember. Yes, Don't yes. ask me he to call her Alan. That's how I remember her as wombat. So wombat, his goddaughter, um, approaches him about uh. It it apparently her father, who was a uh, Indy's partner in the beginning of the film, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he was all consumed with this device, with this dial of destiny and the possibilities of it. And he figured out that that shit really does work. It does work, and it could be a potentially disastrous tool in the wrong hands. Um, he kept uh very detailed notes, which uh Wombat, the goddaughter again um had access to and memorized a lot of she approaches dr jones and uh she approaches him in a bar i love that after his retirement party he was straight to the bar he said fuck all this you know <laughs> but, um, his clock on the street just hand his his clock no yes, yes some hippie on the street his retirement yeah. gift he gave it to the nearest homeless person um <laughs> which i don't know i didn't even see did anybody notice what it actually was i, I couldn't even tell it's a clock it's a yeah. clock yeah oh. like a mantle clock yeah Oh, well, I guess they, yeah. they almost like said your time is up. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's, you know, running it, concurrent with the theme of this movie. She's basically asking him for the piece. You know, she knows it exists. She, she, she wants it. And we don't know at this point for really what purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. But the way they set it up, you could kind of tell it's for something that's not so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right and yeah, it ends see, up i don't and... i still not sure uh -huh. her motivation i think the entire film i'm still don't know her motivation you know part of the movie you, you think she's wants to just to sell it and then part of the movie is oh, she wants you know to carry on her father's legacy but I, I i think it was always really vague what she wanted it for well they didn't really develop that character well enough i think to establish a true motivation i wouldn't say they did a good job of part of the the mystery of any character in any movie is is their motivation why do they do what they do right but in order to kind of properly tell that and show that and for it to have an effect on the audience um it's part of storytelling you got to develop the character a little more so that people can get to know the character and you can hopefully kind of sympathize with the character and you give a shit what happens to them throughout the film. I think that's one of the blunders of this film with this specific character. Yeah. Well, you know, and with this too is this is the fifth movie, right? 
Mm-hmm. You have these characters from all these other movies you could have brought back to make it so we actually care about it. Can you imagine if that was short round that came back to, to try to to convince us, you know, a character that you you like that you've uh, you know that you've seen in other movies and you know it's him that's coming back now. He's an architect and he an architect. Yes. He he's he's an archaeologist and he uh and he's looking for for this. And you know, this is a character that you know that you know you know the history, not mm-hmm. some made up goddaughter that. You know, and even that Basil, her father, you never mentioned in any other movies, you know, it's no, not, not really. Yeah. So it's, you know, these are characters that you don't care about and they, you know, you're supposed to care about right away. We mentioned in our Temple of Doom episode how they dropped the ball by not bringing Short Round back. Mm-hmm. One, because it was a very interesting character that was so well played by the actor himself. Mm-hmm. He dominated that role. He really was a huge part of what made that movie so successful. You you found the character endearing. You wanted to see him win. You you were rooting for him all the way. And mm-hmm. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but in this in this film, in Dial of Destiny, we sort of get again, James Mangold went out of his way to try to con- hit on every Indiana Jones trope to bring yeah. a little bit, a little piece of each film into this film, right? But yeah. was it successful? That's subjective. Uh, while we're on the subject of short round, we get sort of what you can say is a new version of short round. Now, yeah. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That boy with mustache? The, the, the unibrow. <laughs> Thank the, you. The kid, the kid with you. the unibrow. This kid, you know, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. And, and look, I don't want to sound racist. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm Dominican, so I can say this. He's basically a Dominican short round. With exactly. twice the with twice the attitude, but not even half the charm. Does it have the character? You're right. No. Yeah, they, they, they didn't build his character at all. No, they, no. You know, I thought the kid did a good job as an actor, but yes, what what do you have to work with? You know, and all of a sudden you you, you throw him in here, and he's a, a character that Indy's supposed to care about. When when those guys grab him, why would Indy and Joe's give a shit about this kid? When, oh, when the when the Nazis grab him, what do they care? She was mm-hmm. more like he was more like um Helen sidekick than he did. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But I don't think she really cared that much about it. Yeah, they they made the kid into some a much bigger part of the movie when the first half of the movie he is a nothing character. And yeah. then all of a sudden at the end, you know, he's a big yeah. part of the Well, team. they were trying to build up his character uh when he was asking her when and Nina Jones asking Helen where did she found him? You know? Yeah, well, it's just, well, that was just like 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 short round, the same yeah. story. Mm-hmm. It was an outright take out of uh temple of doom mm-hmm. where we the, re, the the way we find out about um how indy picked up or met short round in the first place right we found out through a very funny scene with a uh, kate capshaw running around screaming because of all the animals and all that shit but it worked well in that instance yeah. you know um in this film it felt a little forced mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't jibe especially again you had and this is not the actor's fault the kid did fine Mm-hmm. You know, I think the way it was written, you just really didn't give a shit. You know, yeah. you, you were just like, there wasn't enough character development on his part, on that character's part, for you to be like, I didn't get, by the time they got around, by the time uh, Wombat's uh, mm-hmm. explanation as to how she met him, and I even forgot the kid's name in the movie, the character's Teddy. name, yeah. Teddy? Okay, yeah. by the time she explained how she met Teddy, I really didn't care. I, yeah. I, I was like, eh, so what? I, I mean, yeah. like, you know, but... um. Hey. So, right. yeah. So what? So how did they decide it? So they decided to go to Marrakesh. Uh, um, uh, no, no. Where, where is it? What's uh, it? Did they go to? Uh, not Athens. Tangier. Tangier. 
Oh, well, yeah, we we, we yeah, kind of jumped yeah. a little, yeah. you know. Before that, there's a whole scene and oh, leading the, the into chase. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. So so, the one thing about this film, um, with Indiana Jones, the character in this film, again, he's a bitter, decrepit, you know, he he just does not give a shit anymore. You know, he's lost everything. I do <laughs> have to say, one of the one of the things I really do enjoy did enjoy about this movie is their take on what happened to his son. It made sense given the time period. And yeah. I think it was a nice way to kind of erase the son. Get rid of Shia LaBeouf's personal problems. See, I think, yeah. honestly, in this movie, if he would, if Shia LaBeouf wasn't such a, a wreck, they probably would have had his son <laughs> being the one that was looking for not they, Her character probably wouldn't even be in it. He probably would be the yeah. one out looking for it. And they would, you know, try to hand the mantle off to this kid. But yes. yeah, Shia LaBeouf, they, they're like, oh, screw I this guy's Shia... got problems. Let's kill him. Did, mm-hmm. did he left the earth? With aliens, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> At the end of the movie, did he Shadow Buff got on the spaceship? No, the last movie, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but that's that's probably how it should have ended, though. Uh, no, they, they probably would have worked. He got better. killed in the war. Now that that's what happened yeah. to his character. Yeah, I know. And, and to me, that, that that's that's kind of a fair way to deal because because you know that is a question. Given the last movie, that is a question that would have popped up. Whatever happened to Indiana Jones? Yeah, it was a very mm-hmm. convenient way of adding to the story behind why Indiana Jones is so bitter. He lost his son and yeah, as a result he lost him. his wife as yeah. well. So yeah. but um um going back to the actual plot. So <laughs> where were we? <laughs> so yeah. So this now the bar Indiana Jones in um and his uh his goddaughter are looking for the the, yes. the half of the of the dial, right? Yeah, he he kind of gets dragged into it. It's not like yeah, he wanted to look. He for had this been thing. hiding the dial in the the museum or the I think maybe like the library of the school. Yeah, for, for all these years, and he and, goes shows it to her. And of course, you know, and you know, Scott, Joe, you know, I was going to bring this up. If you have anything to do with Doctor Jones, you're going to die. <laughs> if you are in his life as an acquaintance, not even a friend anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Not even a friend. You just be a. You just have to be his freaking coworker. Yeah, and you're going to die. Yeah, he lo- two coworkers get shot. <laughs> like, and, like, and he'll be sad for like ten seconds. Yeah, he'll move on, and then he'll forget about <laughs> all about it. Um, uh, the the Nazis come. Uh, Mad Mickelson's, uh, and I, I'm sorry that I forgot. Um, the character that he's played, his name. Yeah, but I'm just gonna call him Mad. Doctor Nazi. Yeah, Doctor Nazi. That that works for me. Um, you know, they come and they 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 try to snag what they can from them at the school or wherever they're at or wherever he has this dial of destiny, and it leads into this big chase scene, mm-hmm. which I think actually was pretty well handled. I mean, what yeah, it things- wasn't bad. That's kind of something that we've never seen is Indiana Jones in like a big city. like Sort of really outrageous chase, though, like over-the-top wow. China chase. Yeah, Every they're chase. All, yeah. yeah, they're all yeah. over the top. It, I mean. Like he was trying to be Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> it <laughs> did have that aspect to it at some points. Yes, yeah. it did. But but it was it was fun. It yeah. was well handled. Yeah, I was, was I was fine with this this one. No, I like I like that I like that the, the part the chasing part. There's at least you know I'm... horse in the subway was good. Yes, mm-hmm. and as as a native New Yorker, I appreciated the the look of a '60s New York. I think they handled that pretty well. Mm. I, I, listen, I was born in '69. I don't have that good a memory that I know what New York looked like in the '60s, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna imagine it was pretty close. So they did a pretty good job of that. So after this chasing in New York. Uh, they decide that they have to. Is that when they decide they have to go to Tangier? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. And we're introduced now. Um, Wombat's whole agenda becomes clear. Oh, well, no, wait a minute. Yeah, Wom- Wombat loses him. That's part of the, the thing in, in New York yeah. is she takes off she with does. the dial, leaves him correct. behind to mm-hmm. get killed by Nazis, I guess. She loves her her uh, her godfather so much. She just left him with Nazis and took off. Mm-hmm. Also in the process, and one thing that we forgot to mention in uh, in, in pursuing the plot is uh, the character, the, the government agent the, the, that's working with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, the CIA is apparently working with Mads Mikkelsen because... He is basically in, in, in charge of the uh, rocket program for the U.S. He mm-hmm. helped put the the astronauts uh, in, in on the moon. So yeah, he's a, a big fancy NASA uh, rocket scientist. Yes, and and the CIA agent, uh, I you know it, it seemed to be for like all of thirty seconds. She seemed to be an interesting character. Yeah, I thought might be developed more. Um, the, I don't know who the actress is that played her, and she did very well playing yeah. the character. But again, just like uh, the fake short round that we have in this, the Dominican short round that we have in this movie, um, (laughs) there was no development there. So it's like by the time she comes in, she serves a purpose and she's gone. And it's kind of like, so what? Yeah. Yeah. What was the point of her character? Really? I mean, you you didn't need to put her in there. You know, it's uh, they didn't give her anything to do other than get killed. Yeah. She looked cool as fuck, though. I mean, she was straight out of the mod squad. Yeah. Mod, mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, all the young ones, the Mod Squad was a 70s cop show. Look it up. I'm sure you could Google it. I mean, she could also pass for Foxy Brown. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was in that vein. And and she looked great. She acted great. But again, there's really little character development. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not, listen, this is an Indiana Jones film. I understand he is the central character. But I think a large part of this franchise and what made those first three movies work so well was the interaction that the character of Indiana Jones had with the other characters around them. Yeah. You know, that 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 made for a very full experience. And then but, and then kill them off and then Indiana yeah. Jones move on. Well, <laughs> well yeah. those are the ones that die. They 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 don't they get to say like one line and then they're murdered. And then Indy yes. is like, that's my friend. And then he's off doing something else. He forgets. And, and lo and behold, this happens a little later. And yes. we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh wow, we uh-huh. it was like as soon as this character entered like, the oh, picture, I was uh-huh. like, he is <laughs> gone. Um, it looks like a cameo. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's mm, might as well be. And so they end up in uh, Tangier, and uh, Wombat is holding an auction for this Dial of Destiny. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she's trying to sell this thing already. Yeah, yeah. So her that's when her motivation comes clear. Now, as Scott touched upon earlier, uh, you know, a, a big trope in a lot of movies, and these type of movies in particular, you have these characters as uh, such as Wombat's the Wombat character, right? that clearly the writer wants you to sympathize with this person, even though they may have nefarious uh, intentions, even though their heart's in the right place, you kind of get the sense that they do have a heart, that they they are really internally, they do have a good heart and that they just kind of took a wrong direction somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. With this character, again, like Scott said so well earlier, it's like hit or miss. It's like one scene, I'm like, okay, I get where she's going. Like, I, I can sympathize with character. And then the next scene, it was like, oh, fuck you. Like, you're an asshole. So <laughs> I, I don't know that maybe it's just me, but but I don't know that they kind of pulled that off successfully with yeah. her. And, and, you know, the actress, she's a brilliant actress. 
mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you know again she had she was uh her claim to fame was her show fleabag which she wrote she's a very talented actress so i was really looking forward to seeing how she would be, be portrayed in this she did the she she pulled it off well i mean she's again she is a great actress but I guess we can say the writing failed her, just like it did a lot of the other characters in this movie. But uh, going forward with the plot, so they are in Tangiers. Indiana Jones ends up getting there and disrupting this auction that she has going. And of course, this leads to another, you know, whole shit fest chase scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, another classic scenes, too, where... Indiana Jones takes his whip out, whips oh, a couple yes. times across the table, Stand back. and then everyone pulls their gun out at him mm-hmm. instead, and then he has to duck or he'll get shot by by like twenty people. Yes, yes, and, and that and that was kind of clever. Yeah. You know the way they handled it, it was kind of clever and it was humorous. Again, Mangle did his thing and and going through the checklist. Fan service. Oh, this movie yeah. is all fan service. Yes, a mm-hmm. lot of that. Thank you. Think that's that's the terminology I was looking for is is pure fan service and I expected that, you know it's 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 okay when it's yeah. done well fan service works. You know? They just want to remind their fans that this is still a good Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, no, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember that scene yeah. from that other movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So from there it leads to a chase scene, like we said, in the middle of Tangier. Now I gotta say, man, <laughs> these okay. So so there's a this this particular chase scene, and and they're in these little mini little things. Yeah, tuk tuks. Yeah, those things would never in a million years run that fast. It was like pacing 100%. like a car going full speed. That Mercedes Benz cannot keep up with the tuk tuk. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that, that scene where they were going down those big stone steps and it was like mm-hmm. a mile high. And it would I was fall like, apart. That, that thing, they, they would have been naked by the time they got to the bottom. <laughs> Everything would have fallen off, you know, including the car around them. But Indiana Jones, you know, yeah. this is what we pay to see. You know, we know what to expect. And there's a lot of that going on here. At the end of this chase scene, uh, they figure out what uh, Mads and Cruz, his Nazi crew, what their next move is and where they're going to go to look for the other half of this Dial of Destiny, right? That's when Indy determines, and this is when we bring up who, isn't it? Antonio Banderas' character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, like on the ocean floor. I, I feel like we missed something, though. What? what so we may have. I may have jumped a little bit. I think the Nazis ended up with the with the thing again, right? Didn't they end up with uh, half of it? Yes. I think they, they had that took they the, got the dial back, right. right? Yeah, yeah, they got the dial back. But and, uh, but they remember with Indiana Jones and and her his daughter, a uh, goddaughter, she they had such impeccable memory that she knows exactly where to find the, the second half. So they want to beat him, the the Nazi, to the location. That's when yeah. they decided. Yeah, yeah, like, thank you. In the thank ocean, it's like uh, yeah. on the ocean floor in a in a shipwreck. And then yes. she's at first she wasn't going to have him come with, but he said he knows somebody that knows the territorial really well. Um, you help, yeah, someone yeah. has a boat. And when right. he mentioned that, as soon as he mentioned that, you knew whoever this person he was talking about was going <laughs> to die. You knew right there. That's when I was like, oh God, here we go. The next yeah. on the hit list. Yeah. Poor then, guy. And we get a, a old ass Antonio Banderas. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, he uh, look looking 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 not so great. Looking older than Harrison Ford, maybe. Really, it's like uh, if, maybe not that old. <laughs> if they used de aging technology for Harrison Ford, they used aging technology. Oh, for sure. For yeah, yeah. yeah, Like like 
I hope it was makeup. I hope he, he, he looks like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a, like a pirate like a... with one pig leg and you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, very crusty pirate. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, for nothing because you know he wasn't gonna. Last yeah, long. he doesn't. He, gonna... he barely has any lines. I mean, yeah. I think he's like the fourth build uh, person in this movie too. Is really? really? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's one of the top build people in this movie, and he has. He was there for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, if yeah. That. He, <laughs> gets him to the ocean floor. His buddy, uh, all his buddies get killed, <laughs> and yeah, uh, and, th- and then he gets killed. Him you know? and his crew, like, 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 as soon as they saw Indy coming to the pier and to meet them, <laughs> they should have just like, you know what, raise the anchor. We're getting the f out of here. Yeah. You ain't killing me, dude. I know about you. I know your yeah. track record. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the all your friends. I mean, uh, you want to talk a little bit? Go into it. The scene a little bit, Scott, on the and the ship when they dive the into when they, so they dive. So of course, once again, they got to bring up a classic Indiana Jones things where he hates snakes, but they, to change it just a little bit, there's <laughs> eels in the water. There's mm-hmm. lots of eels, eels in the water. And, uh, you know, the little kid with the unibrow says, oh, they look like snakes. And then he, then the Indy has to make sure it said, no, they're not snakes, you know, because mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is scared of snakes. So you got to get yeah. that in there, too. Of course. You know, a little, little fan service. They go down to the bottom. The eels go crazy. They find what they're looking for. But eels are snapping at him, snapping at him. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has to save him. And. Mm-hmm. That's when the bad guys show up, kill all, kill everyone on the boat. They don't, don't kill that little kid. Why didn't they just shoot the little kid too? <laughs> they they killed everyone else on the boat. Why didn't they just shoot that kid while they're up there? Was yeah. he he was hiding though? No, he was just hanging out up there. Uh, I didn't see him hide. I didn't see him going yeah. there. Oh, they want to keep him hostage. I think this they notice that he's he's valuable because he can do anything. Because well, he can well, fly yeah. a plane, he can pilot a boat. He can. Oh, pilot that's come boat. out of nowhere. Though. He's uh, <laughs> he does everything. Oh yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. This whole thing about not killing people when you have the opportunity to. This happens more than once. This happens oh, later on in the movie. Should have killed Indiana Jones like a million times. They should have just shot him in the head. Like these Nazis never kill him. They always drag him around. They shoot him, but then they they still drag him around with them. <laughs> you know they, they why don't, they well, don't, yeah, need I don't them. know. I don't get it. Like like. I mean, I mean, with Wombat's character, at least, I mean, there was the one scene on the boat when they do, yeah. right? By this point, they, you know, they get captured. Yeah, they, they find the artifact. Like, okay. the, yeah. the, the Nazis ask Harrison Ford to translate it, and he's like, no. And she's like, oh, I'll do it. You, you make me a partner. You pay me whatever. I'll mm-hmm. do it for you. And... Why would you shoot Antonio Banderas's character <laughs> and not kill Harrison Ford? Yeah. Oh, okay. She knows the answer. Shoot him, too. Great. Shoot that and... kid while you're at it, right between oh. the unibrow. <laughs> By the way, the way he was he was murdered, it was very um not it's not it just they kill him off like it's nothing. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't show like how he died dramatically. Oh, they, they shot him in the leg. He looked like in pain, and then he just stands up like he's gonna fight, and the guy shoots and kills him. And that was and it. I think he that shot him a couple more they, times. I think they, he walked over and shot him again. Yeah, they didn't even bother to give him a last line that they did, <laughs> exactly. like they did his boy in Temple oh. of Doom. Like I go first, indeed. They didn't even uh-huh, give him that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he is Zorro. You know, you never know. You never know what he's going to do. Oh, well, he made his paycheck. He doesn't give a shit. Probably. <laughs> yeah, no, no reason to cast Antonio Banderas. You're going to put anybody in that role. Put mm. that beard on. You're not going to know who it is. I I'm would have been happy to do that role. I'd be curious to know how much the they pay him. What? What's, do you know, Scott? I have no, I have no idea. Well, like Scott mentioned, if he got like some type of top billing, third, fourth billing or whatever, that's a hefty paycheck. 
But the movie budget you know, is is like two hundred ninety five. I looked it up. Ninety eight. He or... is the third build person. Sorry, not oh, four. Listen, Karen listen. Allen is the fourth build. We're talking about Puss in Boots, okay? Yeah. Don't be downplaying his performance. <laughs> Wait, Karen Allen was the second? No, the third. Second the was Phoebe Waller Bridge. Bridge was second, and Karen she Allen shows up. She was, okay. yeah, she's in like a one minute of the film, <laughs> and she was the whole time just her picture, and then she just yeah. shows up at the end, and she get paid the most. That's yep. insane. That Mads Mikkelsen is like the tenth one, even though he, uh, even though he's like the main villain, he should have been billed a little higher than that. Oh yeah, at least third. I, I understand. A, uh, of a Phoebe Waller, actor. whatever, whatever. Yeah, she should have been her. number two. Yeah, but he should have been three. Mads, Mads yeah. you know, and and we haven't mentioned it. We haven't touched upon Mads Mikkelsen. You know, he's such a great actor. He plays a great he, villain. He plays, mm-hmm. he plays the best villains, but he's an all around great actor. Yeah, and and he he tends to give intensity to any one of his roles. He kind of downplayed it for this. I, I feel like he did it on purpose. Like it's like Mangold took him to the side and said, "Look, you know, yeah, this Harrison, Harrison, Ford, Harrison Ford. Yeah, you know, he's, he's barely old. alive. Yeah, he can't, he can't really he act can. much anymore. Yeah. Just uh, you know, just 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 put, pretend like you're a blank. blank. Exactly. Tone it down. A you know, he's a he's a he's a little Xanax. He's a, you know, tone it down. He's a smoke a blunt, whatever. And just you know, earn your paycheck. But um, yeah. So uh, after the scene on the boat, where well. First, they escape from the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Wombat yes. has a stick of dynamite in her pocket. She sneakily, while she's reciting what this or the while she's telling are. them all the answers, well, she's trying to decipher that um, yeah. the, the code or whatever which, that is. Which you know, I have to ask, why would Mad Mickelson's character give this motherfucker a cigarette to smoke? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she was doing yeah. a good job. She, they were I, bonding. I, I, I'm time. okay with that. I thought she was. Uh, she was playing the Nazis well in that scene. I guess, but it doesn't mean yet. you share with yeah. the person. You're right. Anyway, but uh, you know, guys, if a stick of dynamite blew up on the on the the floor of a ship, do you think that ship would still be floating? I think I think those Nazis would just drown in the middle of the ocean. That'd be the end of it. That is a huge big ass no. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm kind of jump forward a little bit. Go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll jump in after. No, no, by all means, please no, yeah, take over. Yeah, Joe. In the end of the movie, at the very end, <laughs> no, you're talking about. So when they went to Sicily, so how right? good was it? The, no, the, the scene where they took off on the speedboat, full tank of gas to Sicily, mm-hmm. and the Nazis in the boat, but they, they, how did they get there so fast? On you know, he was looking at them escape right with that yeah, the yeah he, he's like so. oh they're going this way they're going right away he's exactly where they're something. going yeah and yeah and then he knows where they're gonna go that way okay and they're caught up right away on yeah what, you know, what, yeah they were there right mm-hmm. yeah right away they kidnap that's when they kidnap unibrow right they yes. uh they they yes. the, that big that big ass nazi you know that nazi that actor he's seven two he's a dutch actor my god i was, I was reading that his is bio. a big man yeah yes. he, he is seven two yeah yeah so okay. the, so the, if I don't know any better, Scott, I hmm. I think you you just upset that there's no shot round in this movie. Oh, and, I'm absolutely upset that there's no. And you're not happy with the, the new shot round? Yeah, no, he just he they they really should have did something to the unibrow. I mean, come on, yeah, give the kid a break. You know, they they, they could have developed it more. Again, no, none of the actors in this movie did anything wrong. This yeah. the, the the cast it's just the, it, the when writing. you think about it is a stellar yeah, cast for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was just. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're dying to to act 
they just they, they're not able to do so just because of constraint in a certain I, way. I listen, it, it sure seemed that way, didn't it? In a lot of yeah. scenes, but um, yeah, there was just too yeah. much plot to this movie in general. I they they should have dumbed it down or took some stuff out. It was just mm -hmm. they're trying to fit too much stuff in, and it just it's all over the place. There was no reason for this film to be two and a half hours. I no. agree. I'm sorry. There was no reason. And and listen, I'm not going to critique and give my final, final verdict now. I don't want to spoil anything as far as what, you know, what I feel about this movie overall. But that's one of the things I felt, you know, the two and a half hours. I was like, they could have trimmed the fat a little. Yeah. Like Scott mm -hmm. said, mentioned earlier, I think there was so much fan service and it didn't need that much fan service. Yeah. It really didn't. Um, but again, I'll save my opinions till later. <laughs> so, so back on the to the back to the plot. The when mm -hmm. they kidnapped the unibrow. Yeah. You you want to carry no, on? Or? Go ahead, Joe. You 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 got it. Well, he gets kidnapped. They, they're in Sicily, right? They're in Sicily. Sicily yeah. 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 Got kidnapped, and then, and then I think um, Eden and Joan was saying, "Don't worry, they're not going to kill him." Yeah, why? Remember that? Yeah, why would you think that? Yeah, in the end, just all of a sudden, yeah. He first of all, he acts he like certain. he's all upset that they took this kid. He should be happy. That's like one less person to worry about. Like, okay, yeah, let have him. But yeah, what does it matter? And then they they managed to um know predict where they are heading to, but so they were willing to go through the where the destination where they're heading to and mm. beat them to to that particular cave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So they got into the cave and they have the flashlight and everything. And that's another fan service scene where all the bugs and the yes, critters. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, where they had to run out and then found a certain Yeah, that scene does nothing other than just you remember Raiders mm -hmm. or, or Temple Doom. of Doom. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah another... That's the only thing that happens in that scene is it's, oh, yeah, bugs. Right. Another indie fan service trope. You got to have a cave. They got to mm -hmm. go in a cave. It's got to be wet and dark. And, and, and a booby, tap, booby <laughs> trap. Tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Is it booby trap or booty trap? Was traps? it booby traps in that tomb? I don't remember any. I don't... Oh, yeah, there was yeah, that, the, that the, door. The, it wasn't a booby trap, but it was like a the secret methane. entrance. So yeah. the, the methane gas thing where it's... Yeah. It's slowly killing them if they don't leave or escape. Uh, and then they put like a bunch of like a heavyweight water displacement where you put like mm -hmm. you put like two rocks in and they stood in and all of a sudden the the, the floor comes down. It's like that that's it. It's just that was the shittiest yeah, <laughs> no, shittiest no. escape ever. And, and yes, thank you. In the hundreds of years of this cave being existing, nobody dropped Bought a it. couple of rocks in <laughs> nobody. It yeah. never happened until these two <laughs> got into that. Like game. no, no little rascal would stop, like roll the rocks in there. And you know, thank yeah. you, yeah. thank you, Joe. Yeah. So, but then that's when they discover another passage down, right? Mm -hmm. So then they got into the got into the cave, and they discover a crop, a crop, crop. How you say it? Corpse, corpse, yeah, mm. uh, with a with with a wrist, a watch band, yeah, Archimedes Archimedes, Archimedes, they found his actual his grave, band. and they he has a watch on. He has him. a Rolex. Yes, yes, <laughs> something, yeah. He and, has a flavor flavor clock on his. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, and that's where they also found the other half of the dial, right? The rest of the dial, the dial yes, yes. 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 So yeah. that's when they um. And then of course the, the Nazis show the Nazi up. caught up. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, what happens in every one of these movies. He finds a prize, and then the Nazis are right behind him. And, and oh, surprise! They're right here. Well, Shot Round showed up uh, before then. Shot Round escaped 
Uh, uh, oh, a uh, short round Dominic, almost Dominican, Dominican short D- round. Dominican too. short round. <laughs> yes, he man- he's, right. So he's fast-handed. Pick picked the key. Yes. Managed to throw him and the big dude. Oh, was- they they both just fell in. I don't think he meant to fall in there. They just uh, fell in the in the river. Mm-hmm. I think the big dude was too heavy for that bridge. Right. At at this point, audience, if you in case you haven't figured it out, it becomes the Goonies. Yes, in a way. <laughs> right. In essence, it becomes the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, so yeah for, so... Uh, I don't remember any of the Goonies straight up murdering uh, some giant. They they uh, he handcuffs mm-hmm. a giant underwater to to a piece of metal, and it's like, see ya. That, that's pretty cruel. That's pretty yeah. cruel. The way that, he let that guy d- drown dying. That, yeah, was... that guy could have broke your neck out unibrow. You know, yeah. Jeez, you could at least like <laughs> give him the key and then take off. That I know that's problem, that's but... so, that's another thing too in this movie. There's a lot of killing nonsense. People just die, just die. You know, like. Uh, the... But but that is another indie trope. I mean, oh. a shit ton of people die in these films, mm. and nobody you just don't really care. No one cares. That De- definitely not Indiana Jones himself. So, but so yeah. where were we? So we we at the um the, the yeah uh, the Nazis have shown up. They've got the um the dial from Indy, mm-hmm. right? And then put it together. They put it together. Uh, the kid shows up, and him and uh and uh the goddaughter. Mm-hmm. In India, are going to escape, but there's a shootout. Indiana t- tells him to take off without him. He's mm-hmm. shooting back, and then he gets shot point blank in the chest. In the chest, by the mm-hmm. way, they say shoulder later on. They know he upper, got shot in the upper, chest. Upper, yeah. sh- up, upper, lower chest. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I still chest. I think, I think that, it, that would pierce a, a lung. If Indian dies, then I think that'd be okay too. Yeah, they should. <laughs> they should. But they don't shoot him. So he gets shot. Drag him around. Grab him. They could have just shot him in the head and moved on. No, they're going to drag his his 80-year-old self with them with a bullet hole in him and uh-huh. drag him and drag him off to, to get on the plane to go find where the dial is telling them to go to mm. find a fissure in time. And, you know, the Nazis' whole plot is, I'm going to go back to 1939, go to Germany, and he's going to kill Hitler. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I thought he's going to go back and then give them like technology or tell them how to, to solve the war. No, he's going to go back and kill Hitler because he wants to run the country because he knows how to do it right to win the war. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's his old thing. I'm going to go hit, kill Hitler and then I'm going to take over Germany. And uh, that that's his plot. Imagine Basically, that. the Red Skull and Captain America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Same. he's he they they're gonna go, they're gonna fly into this fisher, they find it. It to get it, so they're they're taking off in this plane and then so, feed the water bridge. Yes. Let me ask you this. So that the, the dial, that's yes. the dial actually point them to the direction where to yes, go. Yes, it gives them coordinates okay. to go. But okay. uh they, it's it's a little bit off their mathematics. So uh, but in the meantime, it's a rainstorm. They're about to leave. Phoebe Walls jumps on a motorcycle. Tells Unibrow, hey, you know how to fly. Why don't you get in that plane? He's like, I've never fl- flew before. She's like, no, you can fly though, can't you? He's like, yeah, I, I can do it. So Let me start the plane. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know how to start a plane. She's like, no, you can do it. You can fly it. So she chases the plane. Dad. She chases the plane, hops onto the wheels of the plane and goes up in, in the landing gear. Mission impossible. And, yeah. And, yeah. And then this. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Joe. And the. And, uh, the unibrows chasing them flies the plane right up in a storm. Mind uh-huh. you, not even a nice clear day in a storm. He starts flying the plane. This kid's yeah. a genius. Yeah, this kid can do anything. Oh, he's he's again. I mean, it, it was believable with short round. 
you got yeah. the sense that with the short round character in Temple mm-hmm. of Doom, he's been around the block. Yeah. We, we weren't surprised that, you know, one of my favorite things I, I remember from when we did Temple, the Temple of Doom episode is that he just showed up and he was driving a car. You know, he was just like driving a car. Like, and you with believe blocks that. on his feet, though. Yes. Yeah. And it, yes, it didn't and seem impossible. This, no. this seems impossible. You you got the sense no. that he's been driving a car since since he was like two. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's nothing for him. With, with this character, it was just like they they went out the. They said, yeah, "Dude, he's like turned to it's like, bitch, I never flown a plane." Yeah, the, I don't think this in this movie the Dominican shirt round has no proof. Of <laughs> I love I love hearing you say that, Joey. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like you said, shirt round himself looks like he's been driving he had the platform extension you know and so but this guy just kind of jump into it and operate whatever machines is assigned to him the best part is there's a Uh pilot sleeping in the back who doesn't wake up thank you he's been flying he's just back there sleeping like hey you're flying my plane i don't i don't know what what is the point of that guy at all because the kid flies anyways gets him you know they all go through this fissure go go into back in time and yeah, he says there for whatever reason uh, to make it more believable that they can land the plane, I guess, because there's a I, pilot in there. I guess it wasn't even like comedy relief that he no, was there. It wasn't even like, funny he was that he was there. Yeah. You know, it, it made no sense. But uh, okay. yeah, so they, they, they go back in time. <laughs> oh, they ended up not in 1939. They ended up 2000 years earlier, something B.C. And it's mm-hmm. a battle of Syracuse. And uh, Archimedes is about to be killed by the Romans. The Romans mm-hmm. are invading, and he's uh, and there they are. They're back in time. They're back in the, uh, two thousand years earlier. Now, if was it just me? Listen, listen. Tell me if it's just me. Okay. <laughs> when they end up in this time, and they're flying over, and there was some reaction as far as the armies were trying to cut them down. Oh, dragons! And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the enemy's dragons are here. I, I kind of can't help but think that that would have stopped that war. Oh my god! Oh. They, they, everybody would have ran for their life. They, they, they would be <laughs> killing themselves out there. <laughs> Even if I believed it was a dragon, mm-hmm. I'd be the f out of there, man. Yeah, they, they were not bothered by it at all. Uh, okay, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> I had to bring that up. So yeah, so now now we're we're two thousand years in the past. Uh, they're they're being shot down out of the sky. They're they're being shot at with arrows and the giant whatnot. arrowhead. Yeah, yep, yes. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they end up wrecking. They end up wrecking the plane. Uh, but of course, uh, Indiana Jones escaped with with Phoebe Waller Bridge. They 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 parachute out. Uh, Mags uh, Mitch, Mickelson dies crashes into the ground mm-hmm. and and what did a comedian do to um the when he arrived at the scene right away he took the watch <laughs> yeah yeah right. yeah right away he, he goes and yeah they, uh, yeah archimedes knows something's up right he he, uh, he knows his his design worked these guys uh-huh. are from the future they came back he wants to find out what's going on mm-hmm. heads, out, heads out there finds harrison ford and harrison ford's like fuck it this is what i want to be i want to stay here that's it. I, I I'm done with my life. I don't need to go back in time. I, yes. I want to just die here. She... And and I left the this, the moment that he'd been studied about. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, he can live in history. Given the mm-hmm. character of Indiana Jones, I actually found that scene believable. Given yes. that he's lost everything, they given have that left him there, why do you really exactly? And, and I was rooting for him. I was rooting. I was like, leave the man alone. He wants to stay. Yeah. What yeah. what is Wombat gonna get out of bringing him back? Now all of a sudden you have a heart after, yeah, after you didn't give a shit back. about him. 
he he's gonna he needs modern medicine. You know, he's no. gonna die if he's here. And her one point that yeah, he's gonna change the fu- future. No, no, maybe true. <laughs> no, no. What was he gonna do? What he was, was gonna, gonna bleed fight? out. He was gonna he, die he, anyways. He, he would have. He would have been. He would have lasted what? He should have been a, dead. A couple already. years tops. He got yeah. shot in the chest. He's like eighty years old. Mm-hmm. He he should pull it out like a long time ago. What was he gonna do? Teach Archimedes how to how to develop and play PlayStation? Like what what? <laughs> no, well, what danger could that, that have yeah. caused? Yeah. Well, the the only reason they had to bring him back was Karen. He just got paid so much money. She need to show up somewhere. <laughs> there's oh, the well, of, okay. There's the end of the I'll movie take it. now. Listen, yeah, yeah no, so the end of the movie. I'll take it. <laughs> so they they know, hey, we gotta get we gotta get back in the plane. Of course, that that uh Unibrow and his French pilot friend, they they land the plane. Perfect landing. I don't know where the hell they're landing. They land like on the shore, no runway. I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But well, didn't landing. you learn in history class that in ancient times there were airstrips before oh, okay. they invented the airplane? I got you. They knew yeah. it was coming. And anyway. you know, that explains a lot all this choreography, you know, when they draw painting of airplane and I, I can see it. It's believable. Oh. <laughs> so Phoebe Waller, you know, is telling Archimedes, no, he can't stay. He's got to come back with me. Harrison Ford does his whole speech about how he has to stay and he has nothing left back there. And then she knocks him out mm-hmm. and then it wakes up present day. He's all bandaged up alive and well. In just America. Taking, yeah, in America, just taking a little nap. And mm-hmm. uh, he's back in his apartment. And yeah, his wife shows up. He has something to live for now. She, Marion is back. She has groceries. You mm-hmm. know, the, the little uh, ice cream. Unibrow's there. And uh, who else was there? Oh, yeah, the, the one guy from the first film shows up for mm-hmm. a few minutes. And then he takes off. And yeah, the end. Indiana <laughs> Jones is done. <laughs> I don't know if this movie do any good for the franchise. No, it you know. didn't. I think they're trying to wrap it up, but justify that's not the anything. Ra- I think it would have been better wrapping up, leaving him back in time. I, think I agree. I, I I'm gonna be honest. Listen, we we. I don't know if you're joking or not, Scott. I really don't. No, I'm I serious. really felt that's what should have happened. Yeah, I, I really that felt that would have been a fitting and it made sense to me that this man's life's work, his whole reason for being, mm-hmm. was his love of history. His right. love of 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 discovering and and you know every movie he, it, it's always some freaking uh, uh, artifact and what does he want to do? He wants to take it to a museum to share it with the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's that love of history that defined the character. I found myself in that scene when he was arguing with Wombat about staying in that time. I was like, of course, of mm-hmm. course. I was like, that would be a fitting end to this character. Yeah, that made perfect sense to me. So well, uh, for alternative ending, yes, the, the crops could be the the the, the body in the tomb. Could've that could him. be could have been him with a watch. Yeah, that's a hand. good idea. He could have oh, his wow. hat, his jacket, and his whip, and then they mm-hmm. find it in there, or maybe like you know, instead of that uh, was a comedian. Short rounds and is a is a archaeologist, and he finds like some painting on the wall, and you see Indiana Jones like with his with his hat on. And uh, damn it, Joe, yeah. why did what you failed? Why didn't you write this freaking? <laughs> that could, I like, love Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. Wouldn't that be the Dr. alternative Jones? ending? What would you be? What would you? What would your alternative ending be, June? I really, I, I couldn't imagine a better ending than that possibility. I, I, I that's what I would have. I personally, I thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, you know. It, okay, <laughs> are we going to get into how good was it? 
Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> is this what we're leading? To? Yeah, we're done with the movie. We're done okay, because I can't movie. wait any longer. I just got to spit right. this out. Man. All right, Joe. I think you you need to start it off. Yes, Joe. Uh, you go? I well, I I think the movie is, is all over the place. It has too many jumps, and then uh, it's hard to. It's kind of as is you know. It's hard to follow the 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 movie through and through. There's too many over the top scene chasing and everything. So at time you just kind of have to like you you have to pay too much attention to the movie. I don't and I don't think it's it's doing a lot of justice for the franchise. Um, how good was it? I think it's not as good as I anticipated. So what does that mean? <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. Not, oh wow, wow. Oh, uh, Jim. Me? Oh yeah, you always <laughs> go to. Okay. Uh, number two. I'm in. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no. I'm only playing. Be careful, June. Scott's gonna come up with some obscene result. Of, of course. Uh... I said, listen. We see his face already. Mm-hmm. And when Scott lays back in his chair, the further away he gets from the screen, mm-hmm. I'm wow. like, that does not bode well. He's he's ready to throw a curveball. Be careful, yes. June. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I walked out of the theater, not feeling disappointed. I did like the film. I did. I enjoyed the film. It had a lot of cool moments that brought me back to that feeling of when I first watched um, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the first three films in general when I was a kid. That being said, there's a lot of failings here. Mm. Um, And I think the main reason for these failings is that they're it being the end of at least the Harrison Ford chapter in oh. this franchise, because God knows I could see them trying to continue it with someone else, yeah, in particular with someday. Phoebe, what's her name, right? Uh, so who knows yeah. what they're going to do, but for sure, or well, not even, nothing is for sure in Hollywood. I should even, I'll never use that terminology as far as Hollywood. I'm assuming that this is the end of the Harrison Ford era of the Indiana Jones franchise. He has said it. He has said this will be the last one, but I think he said that after the last two as well. well so yeah, you never know. Yeah. That being said, you know, I think the expectations were very high, right? And as well on my end. Again, I liked the film. It 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 there was a lot of fan service, maybe even a little bit too much, and mm-hmm. it relied on that fan service a little too much again. But I think Mangold did a, a well enough job. Now, the question really is, is this a fitting end for the character of Indiana Jones, right? No, it's not. It, it's I really wanted him to stay in the past. If we want mm-hmm. to get specifics, I thought that was the fitting end. I really thought they were going to do that. I really cheered that decision, that course, that path on. I thought, holy shit. Indy is going to become a part of history. Mm-hmm. And that is that makes perfect sense to me for where that character has been developed, what he started as. It was the love of history that gave this character his defining edge that, that made him a hero, was his true love of history. Above all else, above failed relationships above his son, above whatever else came throughout the course of all these movies. Indiana Jones loved history. He was an archaeologist through and through, and it was his love of history that defined the character and made him different from a lot of other action heroes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I loved about the character. So when when that opportunity came for him to become a part of history, and Joe, I didn't even consider that it could go there, that it was a nice twist, that twist ending that you came up with. To me, that's, that's fucking genius. To me, that's genius. I'm like, oh my God, that that's, uh, uh, it even made it for me even more of a missed opportunity. That right. being said, that being said, I did enjoy the film. I wish it could have been developed a little better. I wish it didn't rely on fan service so much. Not every other scene needed to be needed to be a, a reminder of something that happened. Um, we went there already. We saw these scenes already in the other movies. And like Scott mm-hmm. said earlier at the beginning of this episode, the younger generation probably didn't even know what these references were. So mm-hmm. it's like whatever it's like it's cute it's fun when it's done well it's okay but when when you rely on it as heavily as this film did to me it reeks of laziness in storytelling Mm. right and given mangold's history as a writer as a director i shouldn't say i expected more i think he did a good enough job Maybe I expected my maybe my expectations were too high. I just that that scene again. I, I keep referring and that <laughs> that was to me where it pivots. That was to me the deciding factor of where this could go, mm-hmm. as a as a conclusion to this character. That would have been a fitting end. I, I would have loved to have seen him and even have a clip. You you asked me about an alternate ending or whatever, Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have appreciated some kind of even after credit scene where we where we see what you said. Right. You know, that would have right. been like my head would have exploded and my heart would have been filled with Joe. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was, that, I was gonna that say was, joy. Joyce. I Joe. <laughs> no, that, I agree. I, I I think that that could have been the pretty like a badass ending. You know, yeah, and I yeah. I think I retract what I, my comment. I, I agree with what you said about the movie. So so how good was it for me? It was a good movie. It was a fun ride. It was fun enough. It was a good, solid movie. It has its shortcomings, as any movie will. Probably maybe this one more than some others. I think given the expectations and where this is at in the franchise, the, the big finale for Harrison Ford's take on this character. And also just as, I mean, listen, one of the things Scott said perfectly in the Temple of Doom episode again, I keep referencing it because we went over a lot of points about this franchise and about the character in that episode. Harrison Ford is a megastar. He's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood history. And to me, he's one of the last remaining real Hollywood stars. There's very few stars, actors of that caliber, you know, and I think Harrison Ford deserved better. I think for him and Indiana Jones, the character, they deserved better. But how good was it? I know I took the long way. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't let me start into some little soliloquy. I'm going to run it. How good was it? It was good. It was a good film. It worked. I had fun. Was it? How good was it? It was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't mm-hmm. fantastic. And I wanted it to be that. Is it Indiana Jones good? Does it? Okay, to me, Indiana Jones, good. You're talking about the first three movies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it doesn't match the intensity, the the thrill, mm-hmm. the 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 love 
for the character and his adventures? No. But it doesn't fall that short. Is it a fitting end to the to the to the saga of Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford's place in it? It could have been handled better. <clears throat> I wish it was. I wish we would have gotten that ending, especially since I was teased with it heavily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'll take it. I'll take it. it. It was good. It was it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't grandiose. I expected grandiose. It should have mm-hmm. been grandiose, but it was it was good. Uh, Let's go. And then there was, and then there was. Oh, I get to break the tide. So there's one good and one no good. I I like (laughs) it. I like like being the third man. Wait, wait, hold on, Scott. Before you go forward, I the audience did not uh, probably didn't uh, notice, but I missed the ending. Because oh, yeah, <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. I would try to hold as long as I can. And I said I had to go. So I ran out. So, so what scene did you run out? Just out of curiosity. Uh, what did you... When Karen Karen showed up with groceries. Okay, I mean, you saw the ending. You that was the ending. the ending. Yeah, I, I was hoping that Shut Round show up. You know, oh, you didn't see him? No, Joe, he was there. He, like, he was you know, the like happened to walk in or whatever. Like He walks in and he shoots both Indy, of them. And then he somebody here on, and it, and it's yeah. over. like yeah. somebody here to see you. And then shut around, opened the door and came. Hey, yeah. Dr. Joe, you know, no, <laughs> Joe. He, he showed up, he shot both of them and then killed himself. <laughs> and his note, you see, they close, they do a close up on his note. And it's like, Indiana Jones, you left me when I was 10 years old. I <laughs> haven't bastard. seen you in 30 years. <laughs> I, I, I hope you rot in hell. And that's the way that's the way. <laughs> So, in in uh, term, in terms of timeline, this the the Temple of Doom was a few years behind this one, right? No, Temple of Doom is actually first in the timeline. It's before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. So, Temple Temple of Doom is supposed to be 1935. Raiders okay. of the Lost Ark is 37. Uh, this one, the the next one, the Crusade one, I think is in the 50s. Okay. And then uh, yes, this one, yes. it, present day, it's in the 60s. And then it goes back to 1939, that little flashback. So in mm-hmm. this movie, it's, like, it's ending in the 69, 70, 70 almost. So short, short round would have been how old? Oh, 35. he would have been probably in his 50s, probably like his, his real age. He probably could have played, the actor could have played himself. So he, he could have walked him. in absolutely the door well, and said, no, you missed it. He he killed him. You just totally <laughs> missed it. Yeah. All right. That, that's Na- it. Nature called. And, hey. Yeah, that's what you sure saw the ending. So right. here's Scott. Hit that's us. Heaven. All right. So, you know, when I when I think of these movies, you know, I think of two people. I think of, uh, uh, Indiana, uh, of course, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. But I also think of Steven Spielberg. And this is the first movie not directed by Spielberg. Mm. Spielberg directed the last four. And, you know, Spielberg, I, I feel like Mangle was trying to do a Spielberg impersonation, but it wasn't quite there. You know, the Spielberg has a certain style. His there's almost like a slapstick to his action and there's almost a comedy to his action. And I I just didn't I felt like Mangle was trying to do it and it wasn't there. And nobody gets a, a better shot than Spielberg. Spielberg is a master of having just like a just a beautiful framed shot. And I, I just feel like this movie was so CGI heavy. You know, that first 20 minutes yeah. was just oh, it was painful to look at. Yeah, it just okay, it, looked, okay. it looked terrible. And, you know, I, I get it. You know, Harrison Ford is, you know, it, it is in his 80s. You know, you can't you you he can't play a young Indiana Jones. They don't put it in the movie. 
you didn't need that first 20 minutes of the of the damn movie. You could have done something else. You could have figured mm-hmm. out another way to tell the backstory other than that. You know, there was no reason to have it because it looked bad. It looked it to me, it looked just it was distracting. It took me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, in Harrison Ford took me out of the movie. You know, I love Harrison Ford. He I think I mentioned this on the Temple of Doom movies. He was a star. He he shined through the first three movies. He was just he he was the epitome of an action hero. And as an actor doing an action, he's a, a very good actor. And he did such the role with such physicality. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I even was watching some kind of special where they're talking to his stuntman and in Temple of Doom. And he was just. Harrison Ford was doing all the stunts for, and he wanted, he's like, he's like, Harrison, I, I, I need to, I need to do some of these stunts because Harrison Ford was so into the role that he would do all the stunts and it, and it came across, you know, that, mm-hmm. that uh, action star that Harrison Ford was just came across and seeing him now it's, it's hard. And I mean, yeah, everyone ages. Yeah. I, I don't expect a 81, a Harris, 81 year old Harrison Ford to move around like that, but it's, it's sad to see the character that I think this should have only been three movies in this franchise. Oh. The last two really do not, uh, to me, do not hold up. You know, the, the, I, I think they go in descending order too. I think the first one's the best. Second one's the second best. It goes all the way down the line. I think this is the fifth best in this franchise. You know, and I just watched, watched the, uh, the crystal skull movie a few, few days ago. Mm-hmm. And it it holds up better than this movie, and it's way over the top, and it's way out there. It still holds up better. Um, how good was it? I I don't think it was good. You know, I I honestly, June, I I think I like the fan service parts better than everything else. I think the plot mm-hmm. wasn't there. The writing to me was not there. They had fifteen years since the last movie to to come to up with a, good, come yeah. up with a story and what is this story it's all over the place and yeah it would have been a way better movie if 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 Harrison or if India Jones would have stayed in the past but even before that it's just like wh- where is this going there's so <laughs> many different plot lines yeah. it's mm. you know a lot of unnecessary things it just it was a mess and yeah i'm going to say it wasn't good it's sad to say but uh how good was it uh, not that good hey. wow Okay, well put. I, Scott's no going to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> My hero, Harrison Ford. Uh, no, no, I, I just I, think he's too old to play this character. I just they should have stopped doing it, and uh, after the Last Crusade, yeah. So yeah, you don't I, think that there could be other way to improve? They could, but he he's still doing all these stunts and all that. They could have been a different movie. They should have. They should have brought Short Round back. He could have been the action hero in the movie. Even Shia LaBeouf, if he, he could have been the action hero in this movie. And Harrison Ford could kind of do the Sean Connery character from mm. the from the third movie. But he's still Indiana Jones. He's still, you know, driving motorcycles, riding horses through through subways. You know, it's just, I I just it it, I never believed it. You it's know, unbelievable. You know, it just it just didn't it didn't fit. You know, it didn't fit the acting. It didn't fit who he is. And mm-hmm. and when it, when it did fit, it was bad CGI. When the action looked like a little believable, it's like, oh, well, that's definitely not Harrison Ford. That's a CGI version of Indiana Jones. So, yeah, I, I, it just when took the me mo- out of it. When the movie started, and um, I'm not talking about the first scene with the Nazis and the big chase scene. I'm talking about when they, when they uh, introduce... Uh, the the so-called current version, the 60s version of the character, right? And you see him. Mm-hmm. I I 
I liked that they took it there because it was a twist. I thought it was a, a different direction for the yeah. character and therefore an opportunity to do something different exactly. with the franchise. So I, I really mm-hmm. do agree with you on that end that, again, I, I think I said this before, it, there was a, there were missed opportunities in this movie. There were good ideas. There were good concepts in theory that, that on paper probably was like, oh, wow, this will be an in- a really interesting take. But um. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. You know, we agree a lot more than probably what it sounds like. Honestly, with the, your review, I I thought you were, you were going to say no good. I think I think in a way, no, you, no. your your review was like, oh, I don't like this movie. Well, but the reason, well, the saving grace for this movie for me is that again, like I said before, there were scenes that did take me back. There were scenes that took me back. There were little incidents, very similar, very similar to the whole Star Wars thing, right? Mm-hmm. When when um jj abrams did his basically it's a gotcha. remake of a yeah. new hope force awakens right? is yeah, force awakens much is you know it was the hope. same thing for me it mm-hmm. was like i walked out of the theater i was like that was a good movie it was a reboot it was a remake of a new hope whatever but there were instances fleeting instances where it brought me back to my childhood of another the movie that harrison fortune and ben in well, he, he he was really he, he yeah hot solo looked pretty uh pretty sad in that movie yeah so so it's the kind of the same thing for me it's just again uh, some of that fanboy service that these mm-hmm. movies tend to do a lot now uh, some of it does work on me and it does work on me enough that i can forgive some of the other mishaps or the many uh missed opportunities that these movies present um but i yeah yeah for the most part i really do agree with you you know with both of you with joe as mm-hmm. well yeah, I just, I just guess, I guess I'm a little bit more forgiving, and and I, and I want to, I guess, dwell on the good parts. Or the yeah, parts no, that I, I get it. I, I wanted you to know, like, I, it. I really yeah. wanted to like it. I wanted, I really was excited to see it, and just, yeah, to me, it just didn't hold up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, June Scott peed in his pants. He didn't mean. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get up to use the bathroom. I, <laughs> I wore my, I wore my depends today. So uh, I was wondering yeah, what that smell was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh well I guess you know there you have it folks. Okay. It's a review. We our first review of a new movie. There you have it folks. Our first special edition episode. A little bit of a different course for us. We're usually like I said before we're we're dwelling on the retro um movies of our youth of our past. But um this is our first, you know, contemporary look at a contemporary film. And um it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> you know, um, but I think it, it speaks of uh, this movie speaks of Hollywood as a whole at the moment. You know, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of fan service. There's a lot of just catering. There's a lot of movies where it's just moments, mm-hmm. you know, and not just. You you said it best, Scott, you know, touching upon Steven Spielberg. And we said it again. I'm going to reference our Temple of Doom episode. That man tells a story like no one else. There's Mm -hmm. a reason why he reached the level of celebrity of fame that he did, because he knew what the hell he was doing. He knew how to tell a story. He knew how to tell a story on paper and carry it through to visuals to tell a cohesive story from start to finish. You know, and you were satisfied coming out of that theater. And even at his worst moments, um, 
you know, he was still heads above other storytellers in Hollywood. And yeah, it, it made sense. It makes sense that this is this movie is not is the first in uh film in this franchise that wasn't directed by Spielberg. Um and it shows. It shows. And and this is not to discredit Mangold, who's a yeah. who's a very strong director and storyteller in his own right, but maybe he wasn't the right person to to yeah, it's the kind know. of movie that if if Harrison Ford doesn't do it, you don't make it. If Spiel, yeah. Spielberg doesn't do it, you don't make it. It should yeah. be the it should be the same. It should be the same. We miss you, Shortround. We miss you dearly. Should have been in it. Yeah. No, no sign off by Short Round. Nothing else. Doctor John, you fucked up. <laughs> you should have put me in the movie. <laughs> the, the, the perfect send off for this franchise. Thank you so much, audience, for joining us on this very special episode of How Good Was It? Stay tuned. Every Tuesday, we come at you with something new, whether it be retro, whether it be a new movie. We're going to talk about something and uh, hopefully have fun. And hopefully, you can join us and have fun with us. Um, with that, we close another chapter of How Good was it uh follow us on social media subscribe follow all that good stuff you know what to do and i guess that's about it say bye guys bye guys bye look for new episodes of how good was it every tuesday on apple itunes spotify overcast and youtube make sure to follow to like and subscribe for more how good was it check out at how good was it pod on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, and TikTok. For Twitter, you can find us at HGWIPod. What movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.